guys, welcome to another episode of I Hope I Get It. I'm Taryn Stain, and today I am joined by a really special person. Her name is Sam Hobson, and uh, we have been friends for, for many, many years. We were students at college together. Um, Sam is originally from Port Elizabeth in South Africa, but has been living in the UK since 2015. Sam's a graduate, like I am, of the Waterfront Theatre School. And she has appeared in a host of theatrical roles, including she was Amber in Hairspray. She was also The Swing in Hairspray. We're going to speak about that. Um, she was Connie Wong in A Chorus Line, Rusty in Footloose. And she's played Elle Woods twice in Legally Blonde, once in South Africa and once in the UK. Is that correct? That is, yeah. Okay. Um, Sam is currently an empowerment and creativity life coach. And she works with creatives to help them deal with the overwhelm of being a multi-potentialite. Mm. So Sam does really, really, really good work with artists. I have worked with her in that capacity as well as performed with her. Um, Sam is also, and I love this, in a country band. So I can't <laughs> wait to talk to you about that. Okay, so Sam, okay. welcome to the podcast. <laughs> and thank you so much for speaking to us. How are you, my friend? Oh, hi, Taryn. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. How are you dealing with your um, blizzard over there in the UK? I know we've had like about a couple of days of snow. Today was actually wasn't too bad. Um, the snow's melted and stuff, but I, I hear it's coming back. So it's all right. I don't mind when it's really cold. Yeah. I just hate like continuous days of meh weather. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind yes. of get, that gets to you a little bit. So yes. but this this I don't mind too much. So Sam, we are gonna spe be speaking about your experience in mm. the audition room. And I know that you have because you've been um I didn't mention when I was reading a bio, but I should have said is that you had your first role when you were seven years old when you played <laughs> Jiminy Cricket in in Pinocchio so you've you've been doing this for a really long time um I and have. I know that Port Elizabeth has a very big amateur dramatics uh society it's it's very mm. big and um it's what's what's what I'm trying to say it's very big and it's very well supported by yes. the by the local community um mm. and you, well, you were a part of that for a long time right I was, yeah, I was, I was a very big part of it. I did a few show times, which were like annual shows that PE Theatre did. Um, and also, you know, within my high school, we weren't, there wasn't really a prolific drama department. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think that kind of worked in my favor because I was the only person in my year to do theatre. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to stand out in a way and, and receive, yeah. you know, awards and stuff. Yeah, because they, yeah, it wasn't a big thing at my school. Yeah. And then when I left high school and I went to NMMU to university, I was able to do theatre in like part time while I was studying, yes. which was great. I had this similar experience because at my high school, drama was was an extra subject. It wasn't part of the I think it is now. Uh, I mean, I'm very old, so the curriculum <laughs> has changed. Well, you and I are um, the same age, eh? We're the same so, age. Um I know that when I was at high school, drama was was what they would call a seventh subject and it was something that you took after school. Yeah. Um and I know our school did these musicals. I mean they were nowhere near on the scale of what 
you guys were doing in PE, but I know we did we did like Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dream Code and um, God, I can't even remember what else we did because I, I wasn't involved with it because I didn't do it as an extra subject because I was already a part-time student at the college. So oh, that's yeah. that's where I got to do my after-school theater stuff just because it also wasn't something that my school, it wasn't really something big at my school. Um, yeah. So we, so you, you, you've, you've been doing these, um, these amateur dramatics. I hate saying the word amateur because it looks so professional, do you know, when you watch those <laughs> shows. It's just done so mm. well. Um, so do you want to um, talk to us about that audition process? How, how does it work? How do you guys get involved? Is it just something you, you just apply and you're in and then you just audition show by show? Or Are we, are we talking pre-Waterfront Theatre? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So... Um, obviously within high school you kind of audition notices go up we did one musical every two years okay so we did I think one of the girls wrote a show in my in when I was in grade eight okay so when I was 13 um, and we did that and then when I was in grade 10 we did um, Footloose believe it or not oh. I recipe <laughs> as well which is Yay. Your roles seem to follow you. I know, I literally just seem to duplicate the roles, man. Um, and then in my final year, my matric year, we did High School Musical. So, and oh, okay. I played Sharpay, which was really fun. Okay. Um, again, very, very kind of straightforward audition process at school. They put a poster up. And then, like I said, in my matric year, I, look, I went to a boarding school. There was about 30 kids in a, in a grade. So, okay. There weren't a lot to choose from and the fact that I was the only one who did theatre. So by the time I got to matric and we did high school musical, I was asked what role I wanted to play. Okay. Which wasn't a good thing, I don't think, because it did kind of develop a little bit of an ego. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, that was very quickly squashed when I went into amateur theatre in PE during university because I met Garth Tavares. Yes. And he hated me. <laughs> um dead serious the first show I auditioned for, for with him he said absolutely not you're a pain in the ass like you've got <laughs> such an attitude you've got such an ego I don't want to work with you and that for me was like a huge slap in the face but then one of the girls who was cast pulled out and he said look I want to cast you in the show but only if you check yourself so I was like okay I promise I promise yeah. And that's like and, a, a lesson for life, you know? Oh, huge, 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 huge. Like, get off your fucking pedestal. Yes. You have absolutely no power here. Yeah. Just, you know, go in and show them what you've got, but don't have a big head about it because there's yeah. about 20 people that are better than you. Yeah. And this isn't even the professional industry. No, no, no. This is totally you know? am drag. <laughs> but like you said, like, theatre is so prolific in PE and yes. there's so many talented people in PE yes. that are yes. all vying and, and the, the shows, there are not a lot of shows that go on every year. So mm -hmm. you're kind of a, a very, it's a very big pond with a lot of fish in it. So yes. um, yeah, you've, you've just got to kind of go in and try your best. And I think it teaches you a lot about rejection and, and getting the show yes. and working in the show community as well. Yes. I'm so glad you brought up rejection because one oh, of the dude. things that um, I talk about in every episode or that I ask the, um, the guests in every episode is how they deal with rejection. And I always mm -hmm. say, and I'm probably sounding like a broken record to, to anyone who listens to um, every episode, hi mom, thanks, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, is that 
for me, it's like rejection. It's a part of this industry. You know, once you accept that, I think it is easier to move on from it. A hundred percent. I think speaking from a personal point of view, I'm quite self-deprecating. I'm very hard on myself. (laughs) (laughs) We don't use Um, big words here. (laughs) No, 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 sorry. Um, Deprecating. I'm quite self-deprecating. So I'm very hard on myself. So I will walk Uh out of every audition pretty much assuming I didn't get it. Okay. Um, So when I do get it, I'm pleasantly surprised. And when I don't get it, I'm kind of like, oh, I figured that would happen. Okay. Um, So you you almost have no um, B expectations here. Absolutely none. I will tell you, um, I auditioned for um, Chicago last year, January. Mm-hmm. Um, the one of the theaters here where I live in Leicester was doing Chicago, and it's one of like the dream show, one of the shows I really wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. And I'd done a few shows the year before in in 2019, and I got a lot of people telling me, "You have to audition. You're totally gonna play Roxy. Like you have to. You have to." Yeah. Cut to January 12th. I had just broken my wrist, so I go to the audition with a cast on my arm. Um, do the audition I'm like not my fittest not at my a game but I went in with this mindset of like all these people say yes I'm going to get cast as Roxy so so there's a very high chance I mean I was blown away by the people at this audition literally after Mm. like halfway through I was like what a fuck (laughs) like it's not not, like let me just be an ensemble like can I just get an ensemble like (laughs) I'll be the one who shows my tits I don't care just get me (laughs) in the show um and yeah needless I didn't make it I didn't get in the show and I was devastated I was really really sad because I really wanted to be in the show but I think a big part of my disappointment yeah was because other people telling me I was definitely so going you, to get it. So you went and in with this expectation and, absolutely. And, and a very high expectation. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think because you are someone who generally doesn't go into an audition with a lot of expectation that it's easier for you to deal with rejection when you are rejected or, um, you know, you, so you're just able to say, do you know what? I wasn't expecting that. So I move on. Or, think- or do you have to have, you know, I was speaking to someone and um, for them, it's, they just need to just be alone. You know, they don't, they don't want to talk to anyone. You know, people, when you get rejected are very quick to, they want to comfort you and. Oh yeah. You no, know, don't and, hug me when I'm upset. Because yeah. like, I will literally <laughs> smack you. Yeah, yeah. No, don't do it. Um, I think it depends how badly I want it. Yeah. Um, because. I think the mind is such a powerful thing and it's something I'm learning now as a coach as well. Yes. Um, you know, you can talk yourself in and out of absolutely anything. hundred um, percent. So it depends how badly you want it. I think I did not think I was going to get rusty when we did it at Waterfront. Mm-hmm. I was convinced Roshni was going to get it because mm-hmm. she was fantastic and she was older. She was a year above me or things like that. And I was like, yeah. no way. And my mom was in Cape Town at the time, so I was super distracted that day. Yeah. And I just went in. But because I wasn't thinking about how badly I wanted it, I gave a really good audition. Okay. Okay. Again, it took the pressure off a bit, and I was Mm -hmm. able to just relax into it. Um, I really wanted Elle in in fourth year. 
I really, really, really wanted that role. That's my dream role. Uh, I think if I didn't get it, I would have been devastated. Mm -hmm. But I think, but I walked out of the audition crying because I was, I was determined that I didn't get it because my audition went so badly. Oh, uh, well, I, I felt like it went bad. Yeah. So I think it's, 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 it's circumstance by circumstance. You know, mm. every single audition is different. It depends how badly you want it. Yes. It depends on other things happening to you that day. What kind of mental state oh, you're in. Oh, for sure. Yes. But um, I definitely think having that kind of like, well, if you go in, like, give it 110%. Do absolutely the best you can. Because then when you leave, you're like, well, I gave my best. I literally performed my heart out. If they don't like it, it's not because I didn't try hard enough. Yeah. But that's, but that's, but it's taken, you know, that's not something that you, you know, have instantly. It takes a few, you know, times of falling down to, oh, yeah. to, to come to that mindset. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and I, like, I will maintain that it's probably Garth Tavares who was such mm -hmm. an ass to me. Um, yeah. That, that probably put that mindset into play because I didn't have that mentality in in high school and it showed I didn't have many friends in high school either because they all thought I was this stuck-up drama queen which I probably was yeah um but having that kind of life lesson that bitch slap in the face mm. metaphorical he didn't actually slap me um, <laughs> you know that really helped that really helped my mentality like nothing is guaranteed yeah um so you speaking about Elle Woods mm. you have played Elle you played it in your final year at college yeah. and then you played it in the UK. Yeah. So those are two different audition processes. Yes. Yeah. Tell two me very, about, very tell me about each of them. Let's start with the one at college. So it's not like it's, where did you guys do the show? We did it at, um, was it the, at the mask? Theater on, yeah. The mask theater. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then the one in England, where did you do that one? So that one was at the Melton Theatre in Melton Mowbray, which is about an hour away, 45 minutes away from where I live in Leicester. So Midlands Theatre, um, a really, really nice actual stage okay. though. Beautiful. But also amateur theatre, like mm. by, by no means professional. Yeah. <laughs> but tell me about the audition process for the first time you played Elle. What did you have to prepare? What was it like for you in the room? Because you, because you know, you've just seen you walked like out of there six, seven years ago, crying. You know, because you thought it was oh, yeah. such a bad audition. What, what That's made weird. it bad for you? I think there was a little bit of um, college drama that day mm -hmm. that didn't help my mindset. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that kind of put a negative spin on the day. We had to prepare two songs that mm -hmm. um, that were kind of from Elle's perspective. Okay. Uh, I did what I did for love from a chorus line, mm -hmm. oh God. and um, something from the wedding singer as well. Okay. I can't remember what the song was, but it was from the wedding singer. So yeah, I did those two, and I just remember being stopped every second line through my song. I was stopped and asked to sing it in a different way, and. Looking back, I know that that's a good thing because they wanted to see how I took direction and how yes. I could change it up and stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I was just so like, just let me get through in song. Like, oh, just let yeah, me yeah, get yeah. through. Yeah. Um, and then 
I don't even I don't even remember if we had to do text or anything. Okay. Um, I know there was a dance section okay. at the beginning of the day mm -hmm. where we learned choreography for um, what you want. Okay. And then, yeah, a couple of days later, the cast list came up and I saw mine and Jocelyn's name and I freaked out. <laughs> Great. It was awesome. And, and the, the UK one, um, what was that audition process like for you? That one was very strange. I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. um, I knew of the show through someone who was going to be the stage manager. Okay. So like not, I didn't even know the creative team or anything. Okay. Um, obviously saw the audition notice and stuff up on Facebook and things like that. And then mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, cool. So I wore my little pink Harvard <laughs> cami top, JT top. And I went in there with, you know, my hair tied up and I was like, ready. Yes. Um, also like didn't know any of these people. Mm. I'd obviously written down that I'd played her before. And I think that really helped because it was a very big cast. Um, we rehearsed for something like three months. It was a very long rehearsal process. We ran for two weeks. And I think they did say one of the big, one of the reasons that I did get the role is because I've played her already. They didn't need to give me much direction. So okay. they could focus on the big numbers. Okay. Um, I imagine with a show like that, because Elle is so prominent within, mm. like, throughout the show. Yes. You you want someone that can kind of just do their thing, and then you can focus on, like, everything else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was a learning experience. Um, it was a great, a great creative team. Very, very cool creative mm -hmm. team. But it was a very big cast. Very big cast. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't think You've, you, you know you say that you said that you don't you didn't know anyone um in the room and i i just spoke to amber who's also mm. in the uk um and she was auditioning in london and she was saying that you know she went in didn't know anybody and but she has never felt more confident yeah. you know so what for you what what do you feel is better for you as a performer to know someone or to not know. So for me, it's like, it's better if I just don't know you, obviously yeah. when you, when you work, you know, as long as we have in a, in an industry, you are going to eventually know people. Um, yeah. But in, I just, I just, some, I felt like that first audition in the U S I didn't know anyone, no one knew who I was. And I, I liked it because I think people have preconceived ideas of who you are if they know you from college or if they know you from you know, working on another production, you know, but if they don't know you and you are, you are a blank canvas. Yeah. I'm going to throw a spanner in the works there and say, I preferred if people know me. Okay. I don't, I don't give a very good first impression. <laughs> um, I'm like, I, I know enough about myself to know. I don't give a very good first impression. Um, I can come across as a bit cocky sometimes. And it's totally fake. It's not real, um, but it's a defense mechanism. Yes. So if I audition in front of people who don't know me, um, it almost is like a disadvantage because they see that exterior yeah. and that can be a bit of a put off. So you Whereas, almost go in with your back up against the wall. 100%, 100%, like yeah. peacocking, yeah. you know, RBF, resting bitch face, yeah. like the whole shebang. But if people know me, 
Mm. and they know how I work and they know that I'm actually full of shit and you know just I just want to do the work and kind of you know immerse myself yeah um it works better to my advantage okay um so, yeah. I've, we have I've also had this discussion where you know we do go into that to that room and you are you know back up against the wall you know like because we think that those people at that table are rooting for us to fail. And, mm. you know, I've had, you know, I've had this discussion where it's like, they're actually not, they are rooting for you. They want you to be your best. They want you to be successful in this audition. They want you to sing your best and dance your best and deliver those lines the best way that you possibly can. Yeah. So I think well, we they, do. They want to cast the role. So right. And I if think you we give them what they need, they're stoked. Yeah. And I think we allow ourselves and I, just to get so in our heads that mm. we, we almost self-sabotage without oh. even knowing that we're doing it. 100%. Absolutely. So you, you audition in the UK and you have auditioned in South Africa. What mm. for you was the biggest difference between those two? Um, the audition or the show? The audition process. Okay. Um, I think the audition process for the Cape Town version was a lot more cutthroat and a lot more professional. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I think the audition process for the UK was... I don't want to like get anyone in trouble, but it was a little bit more high school. Okay. So it was like, you know, they were casting boys because they needed boys, not because they were talented. Although we did have a few really, really talented guys in the cast. Um, yeah, I just think, I think the professionalism of the theater school, like audition process hmm. was a lot more realistic towards like what it would be like in a professional industry rather yes. than, rather than the process I went through in the UK. Like obviously it's, you know, it's, circumstance by circumstance but yeah. from what I experienced that would yeah. be my one kind of main main difference mm. Mm. um so speaking about you know auditions what has been for you the mm. best audition you know maybe it doesn't matter if you got the role or not but what was the best audition that you have had where you you know you gave 400% you could not have given more you've you felt good afterwards. You felt good doing it. Everything, it was like the planets were aligned. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to say uh, Waterfront's version of Footloose. Okay. Um, I went in, like I say, not really thinking I would be cast as Rusty, but mm -hmm. because I'd played her before, I had this kind of understanding of the character and yeah. it was it was the role that I was auditioning for but I, I was I was happy to not kind of because also you know we'd just done um what did we do before that chorus line yes I think yeah so we just done that so I was like you know I've had a role in chorus line let me see what I can get in Footloose it was very nonchalant my mom was in Cape Town she was shopping at Waterfront Theatre School and um, at the Waterfront BNA Waterfront <laughs> She was shopping at the waterfront and waiting for me to finish my audition. So yeah. I was like the whole time I'm thinking like, oh, come on, like, when is this going to be done? But because of that, I went in and I sang Screw Loose from Crybaby. Okay. FYI, best audition song. 
because you can go balls to the wall. If you've got a nice belt, balls to the wall on this song. Um, and I sang it with the kind of complete disregard. Like, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me. I'm just going to sing yeah. this flat out. And I sang it and the all the... Um, I want to say adjudicators what are they like the creative team yeah i guess creative yeah creative team yeah that's they were they laughing yeah. yeah they were laughing they you know got properly into it as well um so i managed to like give them a giggle and um yeah i just i completely felt that song yeah for, like probably the first time mm-hmm. um and that yeah and i walked out of there like laughing and just like it was so much fun yeah and i think that gets lost in the audition process sometimes we overthink and we stress absolutely and we lose the fun of the experience oh, absolutely say that louder for the back row we lose the fun <laughs> and you are so yeah. right because you know we build all this um you know we build we build expectation you know pressure. and then you get there and it's like oh there's so and so and so and so and so and so can do that and i but i can't um mm-hmm. and you we do we we completely forget to just be in the moment and to enjoy like there are auditions are enjoyable but yeah, i think they can we, be yeah they, they actually, yeah they can be and i think we just completely cloud ourselves with this this energy of of anxiety and desperation yeah. and um that and you're right we absolutely lose sight of the joy in the moment of being able to sing that song and being able to tell the story of that song um, and being able to express a, or to tell a story with movement, you know, when you're, when you're dancing. So I'm so glad you said that because that's so, that's so true. And we, mm. we, we don't often think of it like that. I mean, like, if you think about it this way, you know, the whole reason why you're in the entertainment industry is to be able to play roles, to play, to tell a story, to play somebody else's life, to immerse yourself in somebody else's life. Mm -hmm. So an audition is essentially a mini role. You've got to love your audition material enough to feel like you are putting on a show for two minutes and like immerse yourself in that little mini role that you get to just do for however long they'll let you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm gonna put on a five minute show for you right now and you're just gonna sit there and take it because I love this. Like this is what I was born to do. Yes, yeah, oh Sam, I love that. (laughs) I love, I love that. You know, Mm. um, uh, I was speaking to to Amber and she was saying um, that advice that she has gotten was to treat every audition like a workshop. Learn mm. from the people that are, you know, choreographing. Learn from the people around you. How they're processing. How are they doing that? So I think if we take that coupled with what you've just said, you know, that you are, you give them the show. Yeah. Um, I think auditions will be more enjoyable for us, um, and also less pressure on ourselves. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we. I think generally performers are incredibly hard on themselves because we expect we expect because we know what we are capable of doing and so we expect we expect of ourselves big things you know um but i but we we allow ourselves to get so caught up in 
in the what's the word I'm looking for in the the mess of of it that you mm. that you you know you forget what's 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 what it is at its core mm. yeah I just think I think it's a shift in in consciousness and a shift mm. on like yeah. a shift in priority yeah you know like yes I'd love this job yes it would be great if I got this role yes I really want this role but yes. like first and foremost I'm not going to get fuck all if I don't like go into this audition and actually just indulge myself for a yeah, little bit yeah and yeah. and the best thing about that is that the people who are who are casting the casting the creative team yeah if you if you do it well enough they can see that passion they can see the talent they can yeah. see that you know this person put everything aside to really just like dive deep inside this character to show me for two minutes it's yeah i mean it's the proofs in the pudding basically yeah um so we've spoken about your the best audition that you felt you've had mm. what was the worst audition that you <clears throat> that you've had you know where it, it uh, was just like this is wow this is what happened there <laughs> like I think I've never really had like a worst audition. I think I've walked out of an audition before being like, I could have done better. Mm. And I think, you know, L at Waterfront that I felt like that afterwards. Yes. I felt like I could have done better. I could have done more. I could have, you know, kind of given it more, but I think probably, and then again, another disappointing audition for me was probably the one that I did for Chicago. But again, like I was, trying to do a double pirouette with a cast with like, and, and I mean, my, my wrist had broken two weeks before. So it, it had only like just started to heal. Yes, so yes. popping painkillers and trying to do it. It just wasn't a good, it wasn't a good time. Mm. So I knew, I knew the odds were stacked against me, but I was still disappointed in my performance because I felt like I could have done better. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I've ever had like a really, really bad audition. It's just ones that you kind of leave feeling I didn't I didn't really give it I yeah. didn't really give it horns, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. so when I um I also ask, um, have you ever had an audition that was so bad and then you ended up getting the role? And I think for you that's L. You, because you've mentioned that it was so bad, and yeah. then it's like, oh, but I, 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 I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I was, I was genuinely quite shocked um, to get it. Obviously, like shocked and elated at the same time. Right. But it was just one of those things where I think it, it kind of gelled with the expectation and the pressure that I put on myself and that other people put on me. Yeah um to get the role mm. so I walked out feeling like I didn't do my best but I probably did better than I thought I did yeah I mean I must have because yeah because you, you got the role so <laughs> yeah but again like you know with Waterfront it's different because they know you and they know what you can do and they know what you're capable of so all of that kind of stuff also counts towards I'm sure yeah um yeah and then obviously to be able to do the role with Jocelyn who's just as fucking amazing yeah um you know was such a gift and and we absolutely loved every single 
second of the rehearsal process and the show as well yeah. it was it was just amazing so it was really worth it but yeah I did leave feeling a little bit confused as to whether or not there was an audition I was like I have no idea I didn't sleep for like three days <laughs> yeah I had no idea um what would you say would be your or do you have a standard audition prep ritual of course it's you know depending on what what's required of you and things like that but you know so, you know obviously for a play you're not practicing a song um but do you have a standard audition ritual that you go you know that you how you how do you prepare for audition my god I think I'm like running out of English how do you <laughs> how do you prepare for an, for, audition. for an audition wow it okay. took me a long time to get to that question wow no, okay I have, <laughs> I have a um I have a rep folder which I've kind of had for for ages and that's got you know a, a variety of different types of songs that I'm familiar with okay if I'm auditioning for a musical it would probably be um to prepare one of those if yeah. not then something else um for plays, it's different because the, the, there's kind of been two, three, three shows, three shows that I've, no, two, we haven't actually, we didn't actually do the third because we were supposed to do Romeo and Juliet and then the pandemic hit. So, oh. um, but like Romeo and Juliet, for example, I was um, asked if I'd like to come and read. Mm -hmm. And so I rocked up and they had the, the text there ready for you. I hadn't prepared anything. And um, thinking that I was being cast either as the nurse or as, I mean, Juliet, not knowing how young the cast was. Yeah. Um, and then got cast as Mercutio, which is, you know, a, a man. So yeah. I don't think you can ever, I think you need to go into an audition with a, a very open mind. I think you need to be prepared for anything. Yeah. And again, like have almost a bit of a sense of humor about it. Like, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah you know, be flexible and, and because also that counts for you as well. If you go into the space mm -hmm. and they're like, mm, we actually want you to read for this character. If you like throw a hissy fit and be like, no, fuck this, I'm leaving. You know, I was, yeah. I was you know, that's I will only I'm read for Juliet and that's yes, all. <laughs> yeah. I will only play Juliet and yes. nobody else. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, there needs to be a sense of, of flexibility. In terms of before an audition, I will kind of... I don't know, stretch, make sure I'm wearing something a little bit flattering, a little bit of makeup, not too much makeup, um, depending on what show you're going for, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of go in there, be professional, lighthearted, and yeah, not so serious. Yeah. Because also, like, you know, the, the before time I find so awkward when everybody arrives at the audition, but it hasn't started yet, and then yes. people kind of like, click up and then like you know have their little chat and stuff and if you walk into a room you don't know anyone yes oh my god I hate that I honestly awkward. I hate that yeah. and I, I and I am somebody who is I am quite comfortable in my own company thank you very much I I'm quite oh, happy god. to have a table for I am one. my own best friend it's fine <laughs> um but it 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 does sort of and like you know like I said you all you already go in there everything is heightened everything mm. it, it, you could not be any more heightened than you are you know yes, yeah. uh, everything affects you <laughs> yeah. and yeah and and then it's 
you know, and if you are somebody who is quite comfortable in their own company, like I am, and then suddenly everyone's like, I'm already like on the edge, you know, <laughs> and now everyone's like all kicky. It's like, oh my God, I hate it here. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, I mean, this Who is- Who are they talking point. about? Are they talking about me? What's going on? <laughs> Well, you've got to kind of, you've got to be, you know, fake confidence if you, if you need to, because you yeah. don't know who's there, who's also on the creative team. Yeah. So if they see you coming in and greeting the person who's writing name tags, having a bit of a conversation with them, you know, talk to the pianist or whatever, but like, you know, just be nice, be mm. kind, be yeah, nice. Yeah, be kind. We were, we were saying this um, in another episode, we were talking about it costs nothing to just be kind, being kind to the people in the room and to say thank you to oh. the person who's just played the piano for you, to say thank you to the panel, you know? Absolutely. Because those, it's those little things that... Um, Give them a glimpse of your ex personality. Ex exactly. You know, you could be so amazing, your song, your dance, it could be so amazing, yeah. but the person who maybe wasn't as good as you, but has said thank you to the pianist is the one who's, yeah. you know, could potentially get the job it's, just, just because they're remembered. They, yes. They're remembered. Yeah. yeah. Being kind gets you remembered. Mm -hmm. um, I want to ask because you um, were a swing in hairspray. Mm. So that you went through the standard audition process that we all went through. You know, we sang, we danced, and then um, I think we came back for the callbacks where we where we had to do the text. Um, yep. So did you think that you would be a swing? And I, I, and I have a lot of respect for swings because I think they are very important part of, of the company. Very important part of the company. Yeah. Look, I think it was, it was like a group disappointment because it was myself and two other first years. Yes. It was between us and then three fourth years. Mm. So it was like first years, fourth years. And, you know, not taking away from the fourth years, they were incredibly talented as well. Um, but again, it was like our first year, our first show experience, we did have a little bit of this cocky kind of, we're all from PE um hmm. you know we were all like oh yeah we totally got it like 100 percent oh and they're calling us back oh my god i'm gonna play amber amazing and then we got cast as swings becca and i and i remember <laughs> i remember us both being very sad I, be I, I remember that too <laughs> yeah we were both very sad and uh disappointed and yes. there were angry tears and a lot of f words Yes, and I do remember again, at a singing call, the two of you kind of just huddled together. Oh yeah, we, we were the, we were the, just the swings because and I was like, oh, that's just, I, in fact, I'm pretty sure I think I have a photo of it, and I think I named it. Oh no, you do, because <laughs> we didn't know what to do. We weren't given direction. We weren't told who we were covering. We were just cast swings. Yeah, I was told halfway through the show that I would get one night as Amber. Becca was told also halfway through the show she'd get one night as Talia and then she ended up playing one of I think she covered Rishni one night as Robin well. it was Robin I remember that night Robin. she she learned the role that day to go on that yeah. night well because we never had a dance rehearsal we went through all the choreography of the first act before the show 
and went through all the choreography for the second act during interval. There was like, I don't even remember that show because it was such a blur. Thank God they filmed that night because like I can actually see, oh wait, yeah, I, I did actually play Amber, awesome. Because all I remember is sticking on my false nails before the show and crying after it was done. Um, that's all I remember. But yeah, it, it was. And again, like we were, we were super disappointed and there were a lot of, you know, kind of confused, angry tears. And it was Garth Tavares who said to us, man the fuck up, you're a swing, like learn from this experience and yes. get over it. You know what I mean? And again, huge help to both of us because yeah. I also have a newfound respect for swings. Um, and I loved that experience. I yeah. loved sitting in the corner with Becca, learning altos and sopranos and yeah. everything in between. Um, and yeah, getting to play Amber Fortnite was but, awesome. Do you know, um, and so for me, clearly, you must have showed them in your audition your versatility that they were able to say okay she is good enough to be the swing you know because she'll be able to do that and that you know well, and like you I'm, said you they yeah. it was the, it was the middle of your first year so they don't really know who you are this is true um i do think it definitely worked for us um also having you know having the the amdram experience in pe because mm -hmm. we both we both had that mm. um and then emil as well he also yeah. did a lot in pe but then he was one of the nicest kids in town or something yeah so at least he got to be in the show yes um but yeah i, I definitely think it was it was such a learning experience let me put it that way it was yeah. such a learning experience because we were super disappointed at first mm. but now looking back on it i can like see it for what it was and how it was actually great and it actually really helped my mindset towards being cast for shows um yeah. because i mean i could quite i could quite easily have been disappointed to be double cast as l yes you know what i mean that could have yes. quite easily been a disappointment for me yeah be like oh why do i have to share i mean you know we run for like two weeks why do i have to share this role yeah but because of my experience as a swing and my friendship with Jocelyn, it was better than being just cast as L yeah. to be double cast because I got to share every single moment with this other person. I got to have someone there who like helped me with my quick changes every night I was on. And then I helped her who understood the kind of the weight of the role itself yeah. and who I could, you know, bond with. And it was, it was great. And I don't think I would have experienced that or had that feeling if it wasn't for being a swing in Hairspray. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm somebody who I'm always looking for the lesson in whatever the situation is, you know, there's, there is something that I'm supposed to take away from this. There's something that I'm supposed to learn good, good situation or a bad situation. Um, and I think particularly in a situation that I did not expect, I mm. always look extra hard for those lessons. You know, when something's going right, it's like, yeah, 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 that's great. But when something's going wrong, it's like, okay. Just pause for a second. What am I supposed to do? And I think that's what Garth was telling you guys, you know? Absolutely. You didn't get the role you wanted, but now th this is a, th th there is a lesson here. This is the learning opportunity. Increase your capacity by learning right. every girl's track. 
exactly not and so na- and then like you said three years later when you have the lead role it's you you have a different mindset um going in absolutely absolutely like l legally blonde will always be one of the best experiences i've ever had in theater yeah and about 60 percent of it is because i got to share that role with joss yeah um what for you has been the best audition advice that you've ever received something that you know even if someone said said it to you in passing it still stays with you what's the one thing that always comes back to you whenever you are thinking of auditions I think goths probably and it sounds really hard harsh but you're you're not as good as you think you are mm-hmm. <laughs> there is always room for improvement there is yes. always room but it, I think in essence it just means be humble like yes. you know just go in there and do your best and and give the the best performance that you can but don't for one second think that you're the best person in the room because yes. if you do that, then you're, you're already losing because you can't learn from anyone. You can't learn yes. from the experience. <laughs> yes, and correct. when you don't get the role because someone better than you gets it, you're going to be so disappointed. So yeah, probably along the lines of, you know, don't, yeah, just, yeah, just give it horns, man. Yeah. Just give it horns. Fun. <laughs> have fun and give it horns. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are in a country, is it a country rock band or just a country music band i mean technically we're like country americana rock but <laughs> it's it's predominantly country like okay. we, we categorize ourselves as country and is that something that you and a couple of mates just got together and was like i can sing i play the guitar i do the banjo let's how, how did you how did that come about <laughs> no um i did what every young girl is not supposed to do and i went to an old man's house by myself (laughs) i'm just kidding um no so what happened when i moved to to england i had absolutely no idea what i was going to do because obviously you know theater industries are very close-knit they're very clicky um i didn't know anyone so i mean within the first couple of months i just kind of put a bunch of stuff out there into the ether okay and one of them happened to be a track of me singing make you feel my love on soundcloud okay and then i also signed up to a a a site called bandmix and they put like musicians and singers and stuff they you know it's like a social media kind of networking thing okay so anyway this guy named adrian contacted me and he said we um i have a country band we had a singer her name was also sam but she's just left we're looking for a new singer and we're also based in Leicester. So I was like, cause I'd gotten a few like contact requests like that, but they were all like out, you know, dispersed around England. Yeah. Whereas this one was actually based in Leicester. So I was like, okay, well, you know, if, if we do, if I do join them, at least I can, you know, I don't have commu- to commute to get to rehearsal. Right. Um, Anyway, so I said, yeah, okay, cool, I'm interested. And he said, okay, well, if you come to my house and we can have a jam session and, you know, you can sing along to a couple of songs and we'll see if you're a good fit. Yeah. And so I went to his house and his so wife, you, who's also... So you had to there, basically audition for them. <laughs> I did, yeah, 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 pretty much. It was very yeah. it was very casual, though, very relaxed. Yes. Um, 
I went to his house and his wife, Anna, who's also in the band, she plays keys. Okay. Uh, they were there and we sat and he played guitar and I sang along. And at the end of it, he said, look, you know, if you, if you want the gig, it's, it's yours, you know, it's up to you, but we, we really like you and yeah. we love your sound and that kind of thing. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went home and I spoke to Dave about it. Um, my husband and um yeah we just kind of said it would be a cool thing to try yeah and I've been with them now for about two and a half years we got signed by a label a London uh, music label in 2019 in January um we and we've released I think about seven singles now so Fantastic. yeah it's doing pretty well we've got music videos and stuff as well but please don't watch them they're very embarrassing um, <laughs> And then, yeah, we had a whole bunch of gigs lined up, obviously, for 2020 and 2021. But yeah. now we're just kind of waiting to see what we can and can't do. And what is your band called? It's called the Heartland Roots Band. <laughs> just, I can't with the name. It's there too long. There we go. The Heartland Roots Band, my friend. The Heartland <laughs> Roots Band, yeah. Um, the Heartland that's, Roots that's Band. That's great. That's that's great how that, how that came about. You know, you just you put yourself out there. You put... Your, your talent out there basically yeah I think you know like I say it was really hard to break into the theater industry and I haven't really broken into the theater industry anyway yet um because I made the decision in my third year at theater school that I wasn't going to pursue theater as a career it was okay. going to be a hobby for me. yeah um and that was largely based on my relationship mm. I've been with David since I was 21 and I wanted to come home to him and have a marriage and have a successful marriage and have, you know, just, I didn't want to like be passing ships. And I mean, full respect to people who do that. I'm just not one of them. Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to do shows as a hobby and like in my part time. Yeah. But being in the band really allows for me to perform and be creative and, yeah. you know, tribute to songwriting and stuff as well which is also something I love um without the two month two year eight night a week contract yeah kind of thing that comes with it so yeah and I've learned a lot about myself as well mm -hmm. by playing the band as well so it's great well you know um to each his own yes absolutely you know exactly. I have a friend who um is also you know a performing arts graduate but mm -hmm. uh, instead of pursuing, uh, you know, for theatre or um, film and television, has pursued the line of she's a performer on cruise ships. And yeah. that, you know, and that makes her happy um, as, you know, as performing on, you know, in a big theatre makes me happy. You know? Absolutely. So, you, have to, you have to find your bliss. You right. Know, as a, so as a she's, she's kind of found her little... Her, her little niche and she's putting wow. those skills to use just in a different in a different setting not everyone is is made for you know film and tv and the big broadway stage you know? <laughs> um but i and i and so i'm it's i'm always interested to to speak to, to speak to people you know like yourself and and like my friend who um you haven't kind of gone the traditional I graduate college and now I'm like launched on the industry type of thing. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, yeah. So um, so I I think that's I think that's great, and I think that that's 
inspiring to other people who might be going, oh, I don't know if I want to go this route, you know, is there another way that I can use my talents in another way and have, you know, an, another type of life? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I think, you know, you have to, you have to kind of do, do what feels right to you. Yeah. But also, I would say, like, you have to know, you have to follow your heart, but mm. but make the right decision for you. So I could have quite easily, you know, decided not to do theatre. Yeah. And because I wanted, you know, to be with my boyfriend. And, but that could have been him imposing that decision on me. Uh-huh. You know, which I think can sometimes happen. Yeah. But it was very much my choice. Um, and that's important, because you know because it's, yeah, it's, because it's the rest of your life well you know what I had I had t- two years at theater school doing what I loved every single day and I was miserable and then David moved to Cape Town and we moved in together and I was doing what I loved every single day and I was happy and it was yeah. because I had to go home to Dave yeah so I knew what made me happy you know and yeah. that I, th- I think that's how I Uh, how I made that choice Hmm. and the nice thing for me is now being able to work with creatives as a coach and get to speak to people like you Mm -hmm. um, and you know and help them through their journeys of overwhelm and and following their intuition and finding their empowerment that I get that little slice of creativity yes you know, through that and the band and dancing and, and, and then occasionally doing a show as well. Like, yeah, I feed the monster, but the, in my own way. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's, I think that's great. Yeah. Each um, um, at the end of our discussion with my guests, I always <laughs> ask two questions. Okay. Okay. So the first question yes. is... Who, in your opinion, was so perfectly cast in a role that if they, and this could be, you know, film, TV, theatre, if they redid it a hundred times, it would never come close to that one person who did it that one time. (laughs) Oh man, you really should have sent me these before. I'm such a movie, I'm such a movie person that like, I probably would have given you a list of like 16 people but who give me a movie who you know whoever comes top of mind yeah um i'm gonna okay old school i'm gonna say kira knightley in pride and prejudice really mm. <laughs> i know it's it's probably not a popular choice but i just i just i really enjoyed her i mean that's one of the movies that i can watch over and over again and i really enjoyed her character okay her character okay in that movie um and then i will also say the duke of hastings in bridgerton because damn please oh my god please oh my god i Um, just blushed (laughs) yeah and then i think like i'm a big marvel movie fan as well so i'm Mm -hmm. i'm big on the sci-fi thing (laughs) nerd alert um (laughs) But I think, you know, characters like uh, Chris Evans as, as Captain America. Mm. I don't see anybody else. Maybe. I just like to look at him. He's just very... And Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man There's well. another one I just, I just like to look at them. Oh, yeah, no, look. They could just, just stand in there and I'd be like... Put them in your spank bang. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. They're great. 
Okay, the second are. question is, mm. if you could play any role, male or female, what would it be? Sherry in Rock of Ages. Oh. Mm. Yes, I can see you doing that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> damn. But uh, purely because I love that music so, so, mm. so much. Yeah, I love the show. I think the, because we saw it in West End as well, and it's hilarious. It's absolutely brilliant. But that yeah, music. Yeah, I saw it on Broadway. It, was, it, was, it really was a party. Oh, man. It's insane. Um, Did you hear the word where yeah. I just said party? <laughs> It's such a party. It was oh, a party. No, it was it was such, such a great party. party. It was such a great it was, party. <laughs> it's a great show. It's a great show. It's a great vibe. And yeah. I I love that genre of music. So to be able to sing that kind of um in that kind of vibe. Yeah. But I mean, dream role was Elle Woods, so getting to play her was And you played like, her twice. So well, yeah. Sam, thank you so much for talking to us today and sharing your experience and your words of wisdom with us. Oh, my God. Tell our listeners how they can keep up to date with you. What's your social media hash uh, hashtags, um, handles? Let us know what's how to keep up to date with everything what? that's happening with you. What's a hashtag? <laughs> Kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm 31. What are you saying? What's the hashtag? Um, yeah. Okay. So my coaching handle is Samantha Hobson UK. H O B Bravo S O N for November. Um, my website, which is coming out the first of March, will be www.samanthahobson.co.uk. Very fancy. And then, if you want to listen to some country music, if that's your vibe, then it is, it's the my vibe. So tell me. <laughs> Uh, the HRB official, or you can just search the Heartland Roots Band on Apple Music or Spotify, and our stuff is there as well. For those of you who are wanting to keep up to date with the podcast, we we are on Instagram um, at Hope I Get It Pod. Is that right? Hold on, let me just check, guys. You're, it's been a day. <laughs> you really should know these things, Dad. It's been a day for the girl. Let me just see. Yeah, Hope I Get It Pod. That's our Instagram handle. Um, Sam, again, thank you so much for chatting to us. Um, to all our listeners, thank you guys for listening. Oh, I appreciate it. I, I don't know if, if there is a listeners. Again, hey, mom, Hi, mom. thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, thank you for joining us for another episode of I Hope I Get It. And we hope that you will join us next week when we get to speak to another fascinating person.